And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest today is Shanice Chantel. Shanice had a near-death experience where she went to a beautiful flowered garden, and now we're going to learn about it. Shanice, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I really appreciate it. Well, my audience loves to hear about near-death experiences, so if you don't mind, can we start with yours? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So I just want to tell you thanks again for having me, for giving me an opportunity to inform, inspire, and to connect to the community. So Blessings to you, sir. And mine actually began began like years ago. So I've always been a um, person that's been spontaneous, you know, jumping out of airplanes, climbing mountains, traveling, et cetera, et cetera, a little bit of this and that. And so I um, also um, end up having my daughter at the age of 16. And when I was 33, I had another young daughter, so another princess. And then less than a year later, <laughs> had another one. So I'm like, um, I might need to have my twos tied there. So um, at the time I was before I went on maternity, I was working at the heart hospital. And so um, I was working with um, heart patients. And so I went in to have my daughter there after delivery. I ended up having a tubal ligation. And from there, everything started to go downhill because I ended up having a fever. I ended up having um, a fast heart rate, low blood pressure, you know, signs of trouble or signs of it's an infection. And on the second day after surgery, I ended up having a collapsed lung. And then um, on the so at that point, I ended up getting an NG tube and a feeding tube because I was wasn't eating and everything. And on the sixth day, um, a lot of things began alarming. I began to feel very hot. And my mom and my dad and my sister were very concerned. Like, we moved her over here at the vent. (laughs) It's like 20 degrees in here. She is still hot. So something got to be happening here. And they um, suggested a nurse that contact the doctor to to look into my signs and symptoms. And, you know, doctor went home that was like, no, please, someone need to help. So to end up doing a test. And a test showed some type of obstruction or a large amount of fecal matter. And so I went into um, emergency exploratory surgery. And as soon as the um, surgeon opened me up, there was a large amount of juice, I'll call it infection, um, that poured out. Um, As further exploring um, my intestines, she noticed abscesses and also a small hole in my small um, bowel. And then uh, she was able to clean me out and stitch me up. And she ended up putting a wound back on as well as about two drainage, one in my pelvic, the other one in my small bowel. And then I went into ICU. Um, that way they can monitor if I had signs of infection. Unfortunately, I ended up with, um, I was septic. So I ended up throwing up my bowels and I had three deadly infections. So from there, um, I was on several antibiotics and then I ended up being um, anemia. So I had like two blood transfusions and everything. And then I was still at ICU on my birthday, which is August the 16th. Um, They told me that I had congestive heart failure, EF between 10 to 15 percent. I had acute respiratory failure as well as renal failure. And then... um, so I got a little better and then I went to the floor and I ended up with pneumonia 
in both my lungs. Now, when I ended up with pneumonia, I was like, no, there ain't no way I'm gonna survive pneumonia. I mean, we're talking about pneumonia. And so um, end up walking, end up uh, being switched and, and everything. And I beat pneumonia within three days. Well, on everything was getting better and everything and medication was, was being managed. And so I was scheduled to go home because I was ready to go home and I was like bugging them, like, please, can I go home? You know, I can be okay and everything. And so they scheduled me to go home. The day before I was scheduled to go home, my sister came to visit me at the hospital. We had a great time. Uh, we were singing in praise of God, watching television. We were laughing. And she um, she left me with, I love you, sis. I see you in the morning because she was going to pick me up from the hospital because I was being discharged. And that was about a month and a half after everything took place with the surgery. And so um, as she was leaving home within 15 to 20 minutes, a team of doctors and nurses rushed into the room and it was like a state of emergency. I was looking very concerned and because it was like so many of them and machines and everything. They asked me, how was I feeling? And I couldn't respond. And um, instantaneously, my spirit left my body. So I just flatlined. Um, they was trying to reassess tape. They started CPR, which broke my ribs. They, um, did electrical shocks, about five of them. So within that 20 minutes, um, as soon as I flatlined, I became worried cause I'm like, I felt, um, different. And I was like, well, that's strange. My body is there, but I'm up here in reference to, I'm no longer a part of my body. And then I said to myself, oh, I just died. I didn't mean to die. And cause you know, I've been fighting to try to be healthy and to get out the hospital. So I realized upon the awareness of dying, I was leaving back my princesses and the daughter I just had and my family and everything. And so um, I felt after I had that fear, I felt like everything was going to be okay. I felt comforted. And then I went into like a deep, peaceful sleep, almost like sleeping beauty, because I was already tired of um, being up, being poked around. I just wanted out, you know, and um, I had... I had faith as small as a mustard seed because I was just saying to God, like, you have to do something. I am tired. You have to deliver me. I want out. And I, I kept the faith that I was going to get out. And so um, when I went into that beast, that deep, peaceful sleep, I felt welcome and I felt home and I felt love and comforted. And it, it almost felt though I was being hugged by the light. I seen the light, but all of a sudden the light um, consumed me as though I became a part of the light and as one with the light. And at that point, I realized I'm meeting Jesus, you know, because from my upbringing, it was um, Jesus is the truth and the light. So with with other, you know, comfortableness, I'm meeting Jesus and I start going to like almost like a galaxy. I start seeing futuristic lights Um and I start hearing instrumental music, almost like the music that you hear when you're when someone is playing, when you're going to sleep, you may hear water or birds, that peaceful type of sound. Um, but it, it had futuristic type of instruments and everything that I never even heard before. But it was very beautiful. And once that happened, I start flowing. So I was light as a feather. So I was already left my left the weight of my natural body or my physical body. So I felt like I gained superpowers. So I went, as I was going higher, I was passing prayer as though prayers were like an object. 
And it was amazed as though I knew that those prayers were for me. And it's kind of like receiving a birthday gift, um, a lots of birthday gifts. And you're like, oh, all of a sudden, like all of these gifts is for me. And so I was very grateful. I didn't know who was praying, but I knew that there were a lot of prayers um, speaking on my behalf. And then I went into a garden or some would say a valley. And it was one particular flower that really spoke to me. I was mesmerized. I was very engaged. And I felt as though it was speaking to me. I'm not sure exactly what was being said, but I feel as though it was speaking to me. And it was more like it was translucent. I can see the um, the flow of light and energy. And it was pretty amazing. Um, I would never forget it was like a reddish type of lily flower. And from there, that's all I remember. I um, Everything is very vivid, but I remember what well, I was told that I was in a induced coma for like five days to take the pressure off my brain and my heart. And then um, when I came to, because they didn't know if I was going to be a vegetable because I, I had no response for 20 minutes. And I came to and I was in denial. Like I kept asking my sister what happened, what happened. And she, tell, she told me, she was like, you died. She didn't have no heart rate. I'm like, you kidding me? No, I didn't. So I kept like, but my brain was like trying to, trying to settle in to what all that took place. And um and then from there, you know, um, I was able to get discharged on September the 11th, 2019. And um, I ended up getting E. coli. <laughs> so I was back into the hospital for like a couple of days and um, also had strokes. Of, I had stroke like symptoms of slurriness. Um, I, I couldn't walk. I was walking with a walker. I was drooling at the mouth. And so a lot of those stroke-like symptoms, but they um, subsided within um, the drooling and, and the tremors and the um, speed subsided within two weeks. But it took me a while to get back to walking normally. And in December of 2019, ended up getting defibrillator. So thank God it haven't shocked me um, <laughs> since then, you know. Um, but I've just been pretty grateful just to be able to um, be around for my babies. And, um, you know, I still have those depression, anxiety, PTSDs and things of nature. Also, I have counselor psychiatrists and a, um, a big group of support. So um, if I can leave a message with um, anyone, you know, it would be just, you know, life is temporary and everything happens for a season, a purpose and a reason and to just love Love, love, love. I am a miracle. So I have no regrets about the knowledge and understanding that I've gained. And so um, I really do appreciate you, Jeff, for allowing me to get on here to, to speak my truth, speak my story. And um, hopefully as time progresses, you know, I am in the midst of writing my first manuscript. So hopefully by next year, I'll have a exact release date through um, Butterfly Typeface publishing we can be followed on facebook so follow them and you can also follow me at shanice kane on facebook what shanice kane at gmail.com or facebook shanice chantel also instagram well thank you for sharing that with us shanice i would like to take you back to the beginning and just ask you some questions that i'm curious about mm -hmm. now with you first popped out of your body. Were you floating up on the ceiling, looking down and watching them kind of work on you? Um, I wasn't. I didn't realize that I was on a ceiling. I, 
for me, I was at a separate place and I was and more like maybe within the sky or um, and I was in transition looking at myself in the hospital mm-hmm. and, and everything happened. Uh, it was very brief. So I was able to hear the cold blue and the cry for help because uh, although that was in there, you know, they still spoke of cold blue just to get more assistance. And I heard someone say, oh, no, you know, she just had a baby. And so, um, but I was able to see the operation that was going on. I just couldn't respond. I was no longer in that body. Um, but I wasn't, I'm not sure if I was on top of the body, but I felt as though I was in a separate place seeing what was going on in the hospital room. Kind of like in a separate realm or reality. Yes. Okay. Then you said you went to sleep and then you went to this other dimension or place with the flowers and the stuff, right? Right. What do you mean by you went to sleep? Do you think you just kind of like blacked out and then all of a sudden you were in another place or how how would you describe that? I describe it as though a dream. You fall asleep and then you start to dream. And in that dream, you're you start to see. And um, I'm legally blind. So being able to see so vividly and supernatural was was pretty was pretty cool so i consider that as far as a dream i my eyes was open when i when i flatlined Mm. but then it could be blanked out i blanked out then i went into another rim and i felt as though i was going into a deeper 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 sleep and the more deep i went into sleep i believe the more time was passing um, earthly because I had no fear. I had no pain. I had no, I wasn't hungry. I wasn't thirsty. There was no notion of time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know that I was gone 20 minutes, you know, um, but I, it just felt more like a deep, deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was very calming. Like you don't want to wake up from a good dream. Right. So that's right. really how, how the experience was for me. So would you say that you were out of your body, you were kind of watching everything and then you, would mm-hmm. you say you just kind of relaxed into a different realm? That's, yeah, th- that's it. I was relaxed and calm and I was um, I was reassured that I was okay. And once I gotten really calm that, okay, I just died, you know, this is the reality. Mm-hmm. Then that's when everything would start to show the lights and I was going through the tunnel because the tunnel was dark at first. And it was quite scary, you know, mm-hmm. because I was kind of moving. I was trying to fight back to my body because I knew I just died. Mm-hmm. But um, once I became comfortable, that's when the tunnel starts showing lights and mm-hmm. and I and it start gravitating me. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know. So it was more like I was a spaceship in a in a space, and mm-hmm. but I was my body was the actual spaceship, you know. It was it, I was the light, so it was pretty cool. Now you're not the first person that I've had to say that plants or grass that had spoken to them. So it's interesting that we get another one that you felt like this flower was talking to you. Yes, yes. And you know, I really love lily flowers and I I believe that um God sh- was showing me things that I really enjoyed to make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that was his way of communicating to me. I didn't see him physically, but I felt his presence. And that flower was a way for him to communicate with me uh, with knowledge and understanding and, and everything. And everything was like moving so fast. So that was, I believe that was a way of communication was, was that flower. Mm-hmm. I wish we could hear the music that you heard because it sounds I know. interesting. They, they had, it, it is. <laughs> they had instruments that you'd never heard before, right? 
I, I never heard. It was more. Now, I heard Beethoven and, and Mozart's and stuff like that. And I'm sure there was some trumpets and violence, violence mixture. But it was just something amazing about the composed music. It was it was um, it, it was beyond. Mm-hmm. It was light years away. You know, these instruments was light years away. Just like the colors were light years, not even part of any type of color system here. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the, the mixture. It was it was very surreal. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. While you were there, did you feel love that you've never experienced before? Maybe even like the love that you've always yearned for? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. There's no love here on earth that really compares to love. I always felt love for God, but it was just something about I was reassured. I really just felt it all over my body, you know? Um, and even, you know, once I came back here and I feel disconnected to my, to my um, actual body, no love compare, you know, we have love for our parents and friends and children, but there's no greater love than what the love that I felt over there. So it was, it, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. It, it really was. And so I just have a better relationship mm-hmm. with um, with him and 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 also, you know, the people around me is a, it's a better relationship because I was shown that love. I felt it. And so it comes out of me. It appears to me that you are or were a religious woman and went to church. Have your religious beliefs changed since this? No, no. I believe it, it got stronger um, during the process of me being very, very sick. Um, the human part of me was, um, it wasn't to affect like denying God, but it was like, why? And when are you going to deliver me? You know? So it was, I always had a faith, but uh, as time go on, um, it was, it was a, it was a faith that, you know, um, uh, where, where are you? You know, where are you? And, um, you know, so my faith, it has, has, has never changed. If any fact it's even better. Um, I do have fear of falling asleep, but, but I know at the end of the day, the place I went and, um, I just know where I'm going and I'm more connected to my spirit. I'm more, con- especially since I got to know my spirit within those 20 minutes mm-hmm. of out of body. Um, I'm more connected to my spirit more so with my physical body and it just has better me. It, it really has better me with knowledge and understanding of, of God and his creation mm-hmm. and angels, his guardian angels. Did you happen to meet one while you were there? Um, I haven't necessarily, I don't remember. I'm going to say, I don't remember. I'm sure I met angels. I'm sure I met um, family and friends and, and everything, but at this time I don't remember. So as time progressed, hopefully those uh, visions will come to me, but I do strongly feel the presence of the guardian angels. Now I'm starting to have, um, paranoia type of things happening here and there mm-hmm. and lights blinking and um, I, I really feel the presence, the strong presence of something very positive and something very angelic and it's it's a covering and it's a comfort um, for me. I'm glad we went there because I was going to ask you after NDE <laughs> have you noticed any abilities that you didn't have before that now you have like being empathic or clairvoyant or anything? Uh-huh. But um, now, but I I actually have, and it's strangely enough though, because my 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 hearing has gotten very very sensitive, 
I, I tend to hear things um, that has low sound and kind of far away um, at times. And that has really strengthened. And also the um, the supernatural things that sometimes happen, you know, noise or um, blinking of lights and everything. But that's about it for now, as far as I know, as um, anything paranormal activity happened going on. Has your vision improved since you've been back? My vision have not. I am still legally blind. I have mm-hmm. contacts in now, so it's out of contacts or glasses. Mm-hmm. So my vision have not. So the the fact that when I when when I went there and I was able to see without correction, vision was pretty amazing. You know, I, I guess it would be like someone being blind here, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they pass on. They're able to see, and um, it was it was amazing. You know, no correction vision mm-hmm. needed over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it needs here because I, I I need my um, eyesight for at real. Any, at any point during the experience, did you ever think I can see now? Finally, absolutely, absolutely. I was amazed because I was able to see far. Um, I was in like a, a space, and it, the space was like so eternal. You know, like there was no need to turn around because everything you can see wide, and you can see in front of you. You you're able to see everything like 360 type of thing going on. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. How did your personality change after you got back? Well, um, my family will say that I'm no longer the same. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't longer feel spontaneous as I, I used to. Um, and that's, that's the fear because, you know, I have this defibrillator and also forms depression. Um, I, I used to be very upset that this has happened to me. Uh, but, you know, with the scarring and everything and with knowing that I am a miracle, um, I just I'm thankful to live every single day. Uh, I still find moments of smiling. My my kids, they are my joy. So they give me smile, a bright, warm smile each and every day. Um, and so, you know, my personality and my smile hasn't went away, but I do have times that I am depressed and um i just get through it you know i I get through it because i i have a purpose Mm -hmm. and you know although i feel disconnected to this physical body my my spirit is still speaking through this physical body that i feel disconnected to so are you depressed because of all the trauma that you had being in the hospital or i think so or are you depressed because you were in this amazing place and now you're back here and you wish you were back in that amazing place. My depression has come from what happened to me. Mm. That amazing place is not, it wasn't, the, I was able to see, you know, so with the knowledge of it, it exists, it, it's not a depression that I was, um, that I'm, I came back because I was in between. I was in between staying. The selfish part of me wanted to stay, like, mm. I don't want to go back. Mm. But the other part of me, know, knowing that I had young babies and kids and everything, so it was not depressing. It was just know that I'm going to be there one day. You know, mm-hmm. I will return there. So it wasn't depressing knowing that I, I'm going back. But the depressing part of me was was my it's now it's my health, you know, knowing that I have congestive heart failure, um, knowing that I'm not the person that I used to be, that I, I have to be more cautious about where I go, what I eat, um, the energy that I, I have to pour into different things. and so. Um, and then, you know, also it's to the fact that, you know, I, I had to take control of, of my life and, and my health. And it's and it's an everyday type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, anything can be can make me feel a certain type of way about my health. Like if my heart starts beating fast, oh, no, this thing is going to shock me. And if it shocked me, will it bring me back or will it, you know, what happened if my my baby's here and everything? So I think depression is really wrapped around my health, Mm. you know, and the fact that I'm not ready to go back. I'd rather be here to raise my babies and, and, and see them. Um, grow. Do you ever ask yourself, why am I a lucky one that was allowed to come back when a lot of people don't come back? You know, I, I do ask myself that. Um, like I mentioned before, I was working with heart patients. So I was very um, active with them and everything. And now I'm, I became a heart patient. So I believe I, I'm getting that love back. Mm-hmm. I never knew my purpose. And at this point, um, I don't really, it's not clear to me what my purpose is. But the fact that I'm able to share a story, because this is not my story to keep, um, the fact that I'm able to share my story is uh, is to me that this is my purpose, is to help others and to um, to let them know about the afterlife and God's love and comfort um, and comfort, you know, a family that is that is going through mm-hmm. hard times with a loved one who's passing on or mm-hmm. someone who's actually on their deathbed of passing on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can give that type of peace and comfort, then I believe my purpose is being done. Has the experience of this faded like a memory or is it as real today as the day that it happened? It's as real today and it's even stronger. Um, as, as I'm getting stronger, um, certain things is being revealed about, um, the things that I went through and everything um, that I, I can't really put in words or put it on paper at this time. But it has gotten stronger and it is as strong as it's within my sleep. It's within my daily life. If I daydream, it's just so real and it just haven't faded. Um, It's been two years now and it still seems like yesterday. What do you think inspires you about your experience? What inspires me about it is the fact that uh, that Jesus is real, like the creation, the beauty of it all, you know, um, it's peace over there. It's no struggle. It's no worry. It's very calm and connected and you feel welcome and everything. And that's inspiring to me to see something beautiful and, and, and paradise, you know, that's, that's inspiring, um, versus, you know, um, coming back to earth and you going through that, that type of state where you have those type of moments of being worried and stressed and everything. So what is inspiring is that there's another place that's not even connected to all of this stress and, and worry. Mm. So that, that right there is inspiring within itself. Mm. Just, just to know that the person that I have faith in or the being I have faith in is actually real. You know, someone that I can feel, someone that's covering me, someone that's, you know, forgave me. I mean, the, the light is all of a sudden, you know, it's feel forgiving. And um, that's it's just comforting. It's, it's just comforting and seeing something so miraculously. It was just it was just amazing. You know, it, it just put a smile on my face. It, it really did. It just put a smile on my face. I think it would be interesting if you had hypnotherapy to see what, you know, if you had some other things come up. I think that's very a good point. You know, I'm, I'm interested in that. I will actually try that that way. You know, the more stuff that uh, I know about my experience, understanding, and mm-hmm. it could bring a whole lot of more understanding and peace to others. So I'm willing to take you on that. 
I think that over time for a lot of my guests, they're still processing their experience. Do you feel the Absolutely. same way? You feel the same way? Yes. Yes. I am still going through the process, you know, um, just even watching television at times or having a loved one who passed on, you know, it puts me back into that place like it just happened hours ago. And I'm still trying to process like it's just unbelievable. I know I went through it. You know, I know certain things in my medical records saying everything, but it's so um, it, it's so unbelievable that I actually went through that. I actually passed on. I actually went into the afterlife for 20 minutes. You know, some people have a, a huge memory of the afterlife within five to seven minutes of going on over there. I had 20 minutes and, you know, uh, I only have a certain amount of information to share at this time. Um, but, but yeah, so. I believe you said you're seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Did you tell them about your experience? And if you don't mind sharing, what did they say about it? I did tell them about my, tell her about my experience. And she, and every time I go to her, um, she is still in awe because as I'm speaking with her, more things come to light. Mm -hmm. And so I do encourage someone who's going through a near death experience to seek a psychiatrist or a counselor, because the more you talk about it, the more healing you get from it. And and information just pours out of you. And she has encouraged me to talk about it more she has encouraged me to um, to write a book. And uh, from there, that's how um, more information it actually has came through. I think that as you process this more and you continue writing it, that maybe you'll understand your experience more and maybe your depression will lessen and all your other stuff like PTSD and you'll actually be a happier person. I agree. You know, and yeah, I, I agree. Hopefully my memory will get a whole lot better too. That'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I'm not having no oxygen for 20 minutes. I'm sure it, it wiped out a lot. It, it, you know, it caused my body to go into a abnormal event. Mm-hmm. And so as time heals, you know, I will get better. Mm-hmm. And as you see, I'm smiling. So, you know, it's a good day. What's amazing to think about is, and I've heard about this, is that supposedly our long-term memory is over there because hmm. you were just saying that your you had a lack of oxygen, right? And it, so- it sounds like, you know, your brain was shut down, but you're remembering all this stuff. So yeah, memory, and w- some of the memory is actually not in the brain, but like maybe over there. You know, and I would probably agree with you on that. Um, but the crazy thing about it is I can remember everything long-term very clear Right. It's just it's just the memory of certain things that happened in a hospital and the event that took place. But I believe that um, most of that 20 minute memory. Yeah, I'm sure is, is over there. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and hopefully, you know, Lord, Lord can put it back over here. So I'm able to share it with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. that or maybe for you to be able to connect with it some way. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. That'll be pretty awesome. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and talk to you and okay. ask you questions. You're open with that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I shared the story on a near-death experience group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I am so, it brought me so much healing and understanding, and I was able to reach back out to those. I appreciate all the comments and everything. I was able mm-hmm. to reach back to those who going through something similar or who just may be, who may have their own story to tell. 
And so um, just going back and forth and communicating and joining groups and everything has truly helped me. Like this has been the year that I'm actually been open enough to and brave enough to really speak of it. Mm-hmm. And um and realized that I had a near-death experience, an out-of-body experience. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be pretty cool mm-hmm. to, to really connect with the community. Has anybody reached out to you that it's also had an NDE and talked to you about it? Uh, well, the person that did reach out to me is, uh, is a young lady who was part of the near-death experience group. Um, but other, but I haven't had any interaction with no one as far as near-death experience other than um, the the young lady who was a part of the dear actually it was a young lady and a young man so he reached out to me with questions as well hmm. and right. so um yeah i'm pretty open i hope that other people do reach out to you because i think that you know you sharing with other experiencers can be healing for you in some way thank you so much yeah i agree i agree mm-hmm. i agree do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about um, nothing at this time. Um, hopefully I'll be um, able to get out there to be able to speak, um, be a part of conferences. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast. This is my first time. So I was a little bit nervous, no, but, no. um, so, but right now is just really all my energy is going towards this book to, to get it out there, to get my story out there that way I can help someone sooner than later. You know, mm-hmm. have you looked into meditation? And if so, has that helped you at all with your experience? I have not looked into meditation. Um, I, 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 ha- I used to meditate, you know, mm-hmm. and I do pray a, a whole lot. But meditation will be something that I should dive into. Um, so I am interested in, in, in doing that. And maybe you can ask your provider. I'm not sure psychologist, psychiatrist and see what they think if that would be helpful for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. You just have such, I was going to say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you have a great personality. So bubbly, so energetic. I don't see anything (laughs) from you being a depressed person. I know, and it's crazy. And you wouldn't even know by looking at me that that a year, that two years ago, I went through everything. And that's, I think that's the beauty of the story is you don't look like what you actually been through. Once you actually go through it and you're recovering, you look better than what you looked before. Mm-hmm. And so I think just that's just the beauty of it all that, um, you know, you you see and there's pictures on the near death experience of how I was looking and everything. I was mm-hmm. very sick. Mm-hmm. And then you can compare that to now that um, this is this is what I look like. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a, a good day. Like, so there are certain moments that I, I get down about, you know, but I have medication management and things of the nature or I just really dive into spending time with my kids or doing certain things that I will enjoy, but it don't accelerate my heart, maybe walk or um, read a book or, you know, engage in a good movie. So certain things like that, that gets my mind off of being depressed. Right. Now you mentioned that you have blinking lights going on around you or something. Blinking lights. Yes. Some of the near death experiencers, it seems like their body interferes with electronics. Have you noticed like electronics not working well when you're around them? Hmm. I never actually thought about that. That could be very possible. Um, but I know for sure um, the light, the main light that blinks is the one over the stove. Mm. And cause I, I do a lot of cooking and everything. Cause I, I have to cook my own food so I can eat um, a healthy, healthy type of meal. And I noticed the lights blinking and then I did a little bit of research and, and it was like, well, maybe that's type of maybe a spirit trying to speak with you, let you know they're there. So I just had a small little uh, simple conversation 
and I'm just saying, are you my guardian angel? It blinked. And then I asked another question and it blinked twice, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, it just shows up. It's, it's not everyday thing. But when I'm in the kitchen, that's when that, that light over the stove um, bleeds because we keep it on, you know, I keep it on a whole lot though, but it, it, it has a, a good light bulb. So there's no reason for it to blink. There's nothing, a lot of whole like electricity going on within the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I felt comforted whenever I was talking with the blinking light or um, the, you know, my guardian angel or a spiritual, spiritual being. It wasn't nothing scary or uh, uncomfortable about it. Hmm. But, you know, noise, certain noises makes me alert. Like, what the heck was that? Hmm. You know, I'm not sure about seeing no ghosts and everything. But, you know, if it's something angelic, yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty cool. Have you seen repeating numbers on things? Ones, fives, twos, one, 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 two, 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 three, two, three, anywhere? Has that come up? Um, not that I can recall. I'm sure I, I, I have, but I can't recall it to a moment that, yeah, I keep on seeing repeating numbers. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's possible it's showing up, but my, but my mind probably just didn't focus on it. Hmm. So I, maybe I should be more cautious to, to notice certain things that could be, you know, uh, trying to communicate with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, but I think that people have said, if you see repeating numbers, maybe those are angels trying to communicate with you. But I have seen a feather. Oh, wow. See, there's, there's mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. That you're yeah. I have seen a feather. How did you see that? Actually, it was, um, it was right beside my car. You know, I was going to my car and I saw a feather and I was like, Hmm, that was pretty neat. But also I went to, um, last year I went to, um, Atlantic city, which is a part of New Jersey. And I went to the beach and this squirrel just came to my feet and just start walking with me, just stayed around me. And that was kind of weird. Cause I have squirrels around my house all the time. None of them ever came to me to, um, to, to talk or anything. They will just run with the tree. But this particular squirrel, um, came to me in comfort and stuck around me and was around my feet. So that was pretty spiritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty cool. A, so have, have you had any other paranormal things like that happen? No, not that I can recall. Um, no, I haven't had any, any, any other. I mean, now um, I, I do have a, I do have like two cats here. Um, and they somehow, if I have, if I feel certain type of way or um, need a certain type of energy, they typically attach to me, you know, they'll rub on me or, um, you know, come to my face. They're more calming um, to me, um, kind of like having a uh, a dog was one of those less safety dogs. I forgot mm-hmm. what you call it, but um, they're more attached, mm-hmm. attached. So I, I think it's a spirit of comfort. Like, I believe that God is sending different things to me or whether it's through an animal or whether it's through a blinking light. Um, as comfort and, and, and as a, as a way to remind me that he's here, I'm still with you, you know, I'm with you. I just didn't, I just didn't see you back and leave you by yourself. You know, I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm, I'm here. Have you told your family, your friends, maybe even your church about your experience? And for the ones that you have told, what do they think about it? Um, actually my family already know about it. Um, 
as far because because they was there and and they also I'm sure they have saw the video of uh, me speaking of it and everything or or you know making a post about it. Um, I haven't received any type of negativity from it. It's a it's a it's a wow factor, you know. And it's one of those things is you just have to be there, you know. This one this type of stories you just have to be there. I can talk about it all day long, and but they're very religious. Um, I have a very religious family and friends base. Uh, and so I haven't had any negative about it. It's, you know, they believe in um, God and the afterlife and things of that nature. So they're, they're very supportive, hmm. very supportive. Have you mentioned it to your church? I have not uh, mentioned it to my church. Um, so I, I think now is probably the time for me to get to church to really tell um, my story and to tell the spiritual aspect of it. Maybe it can bring more understanding and everything, but I just haven't had someone to reach out to me to just give me that push. Like, Hey, Shanice, can you just, you know, come over here and tell your testimony Mm -hmm. uh, for a few minutes? You know, um, I just, I just haven't had that um, influence yet. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't about the church. I'm just curious if you did, what would they say about it? Yeah, I will. I, I will. And um, once that time comes, I will be pretty interested to know if they have any questions or or how they feel. I'm pretty open. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing, if they, you know, if there's people that don't receive it, it's it's not meant. And it's still my story. You know, it's something that I live that I know right. for a fact, you know. Right. And so but if they receive it, I'm sure they'll be so inspired by it. So. Right. And it's coming. I believe you said earlier that you were told to come back. Is that true? Um, Yes, I I was told. I don't remember. I I know that there was someone on my behalf. There was a familiar voice that was speaking, Mm -hmm. pleading to God on my behalf. You know, it could have been my grandfather. I'm not sure, but it was so familiar. Mm -hmm. And um, I was told to, um, to return. I'm not sure how I felt about it or anything. Mm-hmm. But um, it was more than when I was told. It's like I was being transported to some type of realm, like back, like I was, time was traveling backwards, you know. Um, but you know, I was—I don't believe I had the choice to stay. Mm, so you know, you, I don't think I was given a choice. I think that I was—I um, was told to to return. So you maybe feel that maybe it was a deceased grandfather that was saying, okay, "That's correct." Okay, Shanice, it's time for you to go back now. Uh-huh. Or they or they telling me to wake up or they telling me to it's not my time yet because I was very, very close to my grandfather, very close. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, it was a familiar voice. It, it wasn't a stranger or anything. So I believe that my grandfather or someone that was close to me was pleading to my behalf because I didn't see the face of God, but I knew that God was there. Mm-hmm. And since they have seen the face of God, you know, since they passed on, mm-hmm. they were pleading to him on my behalf for me to return. One thing that's new that I never heard before is that you saw people's prayers as physical objects. And ain't that amazing? That's amazing. And I was hearing as I was flying, it's kind of like, um, it reminds me of when I jumped out of the airplane, I was skydiving and I was going through the clouds. So it was like flowing past prayer objects, maybe healing or, um, you know, I, I was, it was just so many of them that I was passing, you know, um, by and, and I can just, it was just so many that I was amazed, like, 
all of these gifts is for me. You know, I felt very special. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just, I didn't stop there. I just kept, kept going. And then that's when, you know, I went into that, that garden. Can you so des- prayer works. <laughs> it you, does. Can you describe what the objects look like? If I can describe it, it's more like a, um, a square, like whenever you type and you type and there's a, uh, or whenever you text and when you text, there's a square to pop up with whatever you text. That's how, that's how it, 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 it was seen to me, like a text message with a square, but it has the prayer inside of it. So it was like objects of squares that I were, that I was passing hmm. or text messages, would you say? Would you see the square with the actual text in it? Like you saw like, um, hey, Chantrice, I'm praying for you. Please, you know, help you make it. Or, or did you just see square shapes and you kind of knew I, that was a prayer? Yeah, I, I believe it was both. I don't remember the actual writing in it, but it was more as though I was passing. I was hearing it. Mm-hmm. So when I was passing the text or the prayer, I was hearing it within my spirit. And I, and then, you know, I just kept passing through. Mm-hmm. So but it was more like it was being built and built and built. And all those prayers like just came as one. And um, that most likely was probably brought me back other than, you know, my loved one speaking on, on my behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the prayers that was reaching to the ears of God. That's amazing so, that how prayers can reach you. Isn't it? Isn't it? You know, we, 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 we probably think here that prayers don't work and stuff like that, you know, uh, but what they do, you know, and whether it's the choice of God for us to die here or to return here, those prayers are still up there because there is no pain. You know, it, it's a relief. It's a, it's a, it's a relief and it's, and it's happiness. And who would want, Happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Who would want happiness? So. Yep. so, yeah. Wow, it's almost an hour. Oh, man. The time goes by fast, just uh, like t- over there. Yeah. <laughs> no notion of time. And what's interesting is, and I wonder if you can comment on this, even though in our realm here, you were only dead for 20 minutes maximum mm-hmm. or something. Did it feel like exactly 20 minutes? Did it feel like a lot longer over there? 20 minutes here is like it felt to me like eternity over there. Like I didn't know that 20 minutes here could be like maybe years to pass by when you reach over there. So everything was happening so fast. So there was no notion of time. It was no notion of 20 minutes. It was more like everlasting uh, time. You know, there was no set time or anything. It was it was just everlasting. You know, it was it was no no set time. So I didn't know that it was 20 minutes of them operating to save my life. And matter of fact, before I end, I I just want to just give a shout out to all the doctors and nurses who who have fought, um, who did not give up on me. You know, they they stayed right there and for 20 minutes. And and that that's really um, special. It's really special. All right. Well, before we finish up here. Do you have one last positive message that you can share with everyone? Well, the positive message will be just to love um, everyone, you know, love yourself, you know, uh, whatever your faith belief is, just trust in that. And just to know that, that um, the afterlife is real, that is beautiful, that is inspiring, um, that, you know, we're only in a temporary shell and we should work more on our spirit versus our actual, um, physical body for say, you know, um, but it's more, it's more within the heart, you know, um, it's more within the heart. And so that's, 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 the, that's the message I got, you know, to, to love and, um, 
And that's going to, that's going to carry you through. God is love. God is love. So that's my message. Well, thank you for that message. Like one, two, three, no simpler than that. There you go. Shanti's, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you. I wish you the best. I hope your book is massively successful for you. And um, have a great rest of your day over there in Arkansas. Thanks, Jeff. Be Mm -hmm. safe. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.